0: When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. how is your week going? Mine is going crazy. I got to tell you, I, you know, those days where you wake up and you're like, I love my life. Um, And actually that is a thought that I try to think all the time because I really do love my life. And it is um, sometimes I think you have to remind your brain of why you love your life and why it is amazing and why you should be focusing on the left. And so that is a thought that I want you to think about a lot of why you love your life. And um, every day I have a reason. Like, you know, um, today my husband's out of town and he has um, a Bronco and I had to go run errands in the morning. And it was just, I was like, oh, it is cool. It's not so hot that I could put the top down. So I put the top down and I felt the sun and just, it was a beautiful morning. And so as I get older, I realized like I sometimes don't notice the little things, and I'm trying to retrain my brain to notice the little things to connect with myself and to connect with life. And I was thinking about, I'm going to do a whole podcast about like what's the hurry because I notice my brain, and even when I'm talking to my kids and to my clients, like we're always looking for like the next event or the next job or. Um, the next trip. And I'm really trying to get good at like being happy in every day. And in fact, um, I'm going on a trip with my husband and my 13 year old to Amsterdam in a couple weeks. And my older daughter was like, are you so excited? I'm like, I am, but I'm not even thinking about it because I'm like, I'm just so excited for every day. And really it's kind of retraining your brain of really enjoying the ride, right? Every day. And part of the things that I have noticed that helps me enjoy every day is connection, and I think connection for parents of LGBTQ children is really it's for all human beings. But I find with my clients that when their child comes out, um, it almost puts them in a friendship um, trauma a little bit because. They, are, they feel like they have, they have a new identity and that their old friendships sometimes fall away or really good friends say things that might feel hurtful. And so they feel a little bit unsafe in friendships that used to feel safe. And I coach on that a lot. That seems to be a very common pain point. So I want you to take ownership of what connection is, okay? Connection is a emotion. A connection is the emotion that other people don't create that you create. And we all crave connection. It is a human need. Like you need connection. You need to feel it and you need to know how to create it. And there have been numerous studies that have proven that people who feel connected to others are happier, feel less anxiety, feel less depression, have fewer health problems and live longer. In fact, I was at the doctor and I was watching just you know the local news. It's the only time I see it really. And they were saying how now they are doing a screening test. They're adding it into all adult like um medical examinations of a screening for anxiety because they're seeing such a rise in anxiety in adults ever since COVID. And because COVID, we really did feel a feeling of disconnection because the things that normally created connection for us or what we thought created connection for us was no longer there. And so the tricky thing about connection is that it's, feels different for everybody like everybody creates an emotion in a different way um, some people need lots of one-on-one time some people need very little some people need lots of phone calls some people just need a text right like we live like very differently and we're a very different species but we also live in an era era that like I said we're less connected as a species than ever. Um, Our technology has been a great blessing, but it has also come at a human cost for connection. You know, there are studies done like when the phone came out, the smartphone, um, how the teenagers, right, how they feel more inciting depression and they view it because it's this false sense of connection that people get or create when they're just um, having relationships in the phone. And so- This is where you need to study what you need, connection, and how you need to create it, and real connection, like really creating that emotion. And, you know, Brene Brown said, who is such the guru of learning about connecting as human beings, and, you know, she's the master of learning about shame. And she said this great quote, connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So connection is the energy that exists between two people. It's the emotion that exists when you feel seen, heard, and valued. So what do you need to feel seen, heard, and value? You are 100%, 100% responsible for creating that emotion Other people can't create it for you. And I know we think they can because they might do something and then we feel connected, but it's really, they do something and we have a thought about what they did. And really to own that, to be healthy as a human being, you need to feel connected. And if you are not feeling connected right now in any of your relationships, you are not creating it. It is not the other person's fault. So I want you to take responsibility and ownership. Hey, that's the first step. Now, I'm going to give you three other steps that will help you create more connection. And the first one is be yourself, meaning stop editing yourself. Um, You know, I was coaching one of my clients and something kind of big happened in their life and she went to lunch with some girlfriends and she's like, well, I just didn't talk about it. And I was like, oh, isn't that interesting that you were editing yourself in that lunch where that was a. Really heavy on your mind, you you were really thinking about it and you didn't share it. Like, what were you thinking that made you think you had to edit it, edit yourself? It wasn't anything she felt shameful about. It's just she was like, I just didn't want to get into it. I didn't want to be vulnerable with them. And so, usually, it is we're afraid of how the other person's going to react if we show up fully ourselves. But in order to really create true connection with others, you need to feel first. Connected to yourself. And in order to feel connected with yourself, you need to love yourself. And you know what I'm going to say? You need to love your crazy and stop judging and editing yourself for others. Like whatever is going on with yourself, that is important. And accept the fact that you are amazing and you're a hot mess. Everything about you is amazing, even in your crazy we all got crazy. We're human. That is part of our package. Like that is actually what connects us. Um, we feel way more connected to each other and our imperfections and our perfections. So stop trying to be a different version of yourself. Just really work on being hundred percent you. And this is what the world needs completely. Like our heavenly father did not make a mistake when they created you. They create, our heavenly parents, you were created to be exactly who you are. Like we don't need two Jenny Hunters in the world. We only need one, but we need one of you and be completely you. So learning to be vulnerable and to share parts of ourselves, that is what creates connection to others. That's how what, how we create that emotion. So when you could be 100% you and you're willing to experience the embarrassment of what you think people might find about you, <laughs> being willing to be vulnerable and like with others really creates that deeper connection, trust, and friendships. It's, you know, I have um, one girlfriend who she's like, I'm an oversharer, but I love her. Like, and like she has these most amazing stories and I, they're always great entertainment. And I feel like, like, I'm always like so connected to her, even though we haven't talked for months and, you know, you have to, you know, I'm not an oversharer to be honest with you. So I appreciate what other people do, but I've been Playing with myself, of like, why am I not sharing this? Is it because um, I'm afraid of what people would think? So just kind of be curious with yourself of like why you edit yourself sometimes. Okay. You know, in a way for me to um, connect better and be more vulnerable, I am now trying to be 100% truthful, like even in my text messages, being really, really honest on everything I say and do. And that has been, um, that's kind of made me connect, create more connection with other people that at, where I'm not editing myself so much. Okay. Number two is know your needs and communicate them. Like I've said this before, but I hate talking on the phone. And <laughs> this is a family trait that my sisters and I share. We view the invention of texting as one of the greatest inventions we ever, that was ever created. Um, but my husband, he loves to FaceTime. Um, he wants to see my face. He, that is how like texting is not connection to him. Um, and so <laughs> know I'm like can't you just text me he's like oh I need to see your face and so like he literally could FaceTime three times a day and he, he has trained me now to do that and all my kids now FaceTime which I'm like oh can't we just text but I like now appreciate like that that is their need and that they've articulated it. And sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't, but I'm happy to do that for them. So like I said, connection comes in many forms and what produces that feeling of connection is different for everybody. So do you know what you need? How do you feel valued and seen? That is not up for your spouse to figure out. That is not up for your kids to figure out this or your friendships to figure out. This is what you need. Okay, and then you need to be not afraid to communicate those needs. People are not mind readers. It, it isn't other people's job to figure out how you feel valued. And in order, in order to be heard and valued in a relationship, you need to know what you need to feel valued, right? It isn't wrong to ask for what you need. And sometimes we feel like if we have needs, we are being demanding, um, or like we feel like people, if they know us, they would know our needs. And, you know, when my family and friends communicate with me how they feel valued, I view it really as a gift. So think about like when people probably ask you, I want you to view it as a gift. Um, They have told me what pleases them. And when I think I make other people feel happy, I get that reward. Like I get to feel happy and that feels fabulous. So let yourself be okay articulating it and, but I want to put a caveat because it's okay to have needs, but also give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, Communicate your needs. But if people don't fulfill those needs, don't make it mean anything about your relationship or yourself. Like, you know, I have a girlfriend who would like to go like out every Friday night. And um, I cannot do that emotionally (laughs) or even have the time. But that is not because I don't want to spend time with her or something wrong with her. That's just my limitations. So when people cannot Like, I think it's really great to articulate it. I think it's healthy for you to be able to communicate and advocate for yourself, but then also do the mind work when they can't do what you've asked. Like, realize it's not about them. Sorry, it's not about you. It's about their limitations. So I really like to think all the time people are doing the best they can. And I promise you that you will, that will help you feel connected all the time, even if they're not um, fulfilling your needs. Okay. So remember it's your responsibility is the first one being yourself, like stop editing yourself. Try to be more authentically, you more vulnerable. Number two, know your needs, like know what you need to feel connected. And the last one is manage your thoughts. Okay. Take the time. Like when you, when we think of friendship, what I want you to realize, friendship is a thought, like having a friendship with somebody um, is also an emotion. So take the time to examine the friendships, your relationships in your life that you feel the most connected with right now. Ask yourself, why do you feel connected to that person? And I guarantee you, it is all comes down to a thought about that person. Whether um, you are feeling connected or disconnected, it is because you are whatever belief system you have about that person. And all of our feelings of connections come from our thoughts so that's how we know we create them so how you think about others is essential to creating that feeling of connection like how i know this is true both of my parents have passed on and i feel more connected to them today than i did as much as i did when they when i spent time with them and think about relationships where you haven't seen for many years where you feel still very connected to that person. And then you probably have neighbors or people you go to church with that you don't feel connected to, that you're actually sharing more space with, more time on the planet with, and you don't feel any connection. So it's our belief systems about other people. And I'm really blessed to have really wonderful girlfriends in my life. And some of the friends, like I said, I don't see for years. Um, But because I want to create Connections, like I love to feel connected to people. I work really hard about my thoughts about other people because I get the benefit of it. So, when you aren't physically with them, how do you feel connected? Um, you, like I said, you kind of look at your thoughts and think of what they are, and you be you edit them and you create the ones that give you evidence of how much you love them, how they're crazy is perfect. Um, how I, I'm so blessed to have them in my life, how, um, you know, I have one girlfriend who we were just really close in college, but we spend no time together now. And I, every time I think like, I was so lucky to have her in my life in those first couple of years in college. And that is enough of emotion to create connection for me. And it's just a gift for me. So I have no idea what my friends think of me. (laughs) And that is not my business. My business is to love them okay? To learn from them, to show up as the friend I want to be. So you can't control if people feel connected to you and it's none of your business and not your job. Your job is your thoughts about that. So don't be afraid of connection. You know, connection is kind of a buzzword right now after COVID. Just realize like, oh, you need it. Your spirit needs it. You are wired for connection, Um, but also then take ownership. Like realize it just doesn't happen magically. It's not like um, you know, in the movies we're like, it's just like, oh, these two people and that we're supposed to be connected. It is really coming from a space of you're the creator. And it's an art. Um, and like all crafts, it requires patience, collaboration, and hard work. But it can't, that's the best news because you were not born, I can't take you and get a blood test, say, oh yeah, she's really good at connecting or he's not good at connecting. It's just an art of A craft that you can learn and you could get better at. And so even if you were like a girl who did not, or a guy who did not have a lot of friends in high school or college, that doesn't mean in the future that you are not going to be better at being connected and feeling that, creating that emotion. So examine what areas of your life you want to create more connection and just make some personal goals. Um, If you want to continue to learn how to create connection and develop these skills, this is what we work on and lift it together. This is what I coach on. Like three of my clients this week, we coached on better connection with their husband. One was with a friend and one was with their LGBTQ child. So connection goes across all areas of your life, but it is such a valuable tool. And I'm talking about it today because when, you know, my work is to make you as a parent the healthiest version of yourself because that only benefits your children, your LGBTQ child, and everybody. But when your child comes out, you feel disconnected. You feel disconnected from your community. You feel disconnected from your friends, probably from um, even your um, family. That happens. And so learning how to create it again and to use different um, resources to create it is such a gift for yourself because then you are, um, emotionally better, um, healthy in all areas and it affects your happiness level, your happiness set point. All right. I love you. Have a great day. Go and create connections. Make one goal of where you want more connection, whether it's work, church, your husband, your wife, your children, just make it, bring it to me and let's make some goals and how we could create thoughts and a belief system to do it because it is, it's just a gift for you. The other person will be gifted too, because you're amazing and be, be connected to you will bless other people. But I want you to feel that feeling and you to the benefit of it. All right. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out LiftedTogether.com slash membership.